Have you ever felt like you were pouring from an empty cup? Like you had so many things on your to-do list. They were all necessary, but you were just distracted and busy. Today, I'm talking with my friend Paige, and Paige lives in Kansas with her husband and four kids. She homeschools, is a busy business owner, and a published author recently releasing her newest book, Sin is Finished. Her life is centered around pursuing Jesus, and that has led her to the freedom she lives in daily. Her main passion is in following God's plan for her life and making sure as many people experience that same freedom. I love this conversation because not only do we hear from Paige about her story, some clips of her life, but she gives us three practical ways to and benefits of doing things in God's timing. And obviously, my voice isn't great for this intro, which is why we're having a special guest today. So let's dig in. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your coffee, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am super excited you are here and I cannot wait to dig into today's topic. Today I have my new friend Paige and we are talking about a few things, but as women, as mothers, whatever role you are really, right? Like how often we pour from an empty cup and we're going to talk about the benefits of doing it in God's timing instead of our own strength. And we're going to talk about some frustrations to avoid. And so I'm super excited. Welcome, Paige. Thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. And I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. This is a good one. Okay. So we're going to just, like I said, we're going to dig in and tell me a little bit. I've already read your bio, but like, tell me you, who is Paige? How have you experienced maybe pouring from an empty cup in your life? Yes. So, um, Gosh, there's so many things, but let me just um, start by saying I I had a pretty clear vision, um, and I think this was, you know, done with intentionality in my life, but um, a pretty clear vision of the woman that I wanted to be. Um, I had I had experienced some things in my childhood. I had uh, gone through a lot, and um, it made me very very focused on the future and what I wanted, and so as much as I might not have like in high school been considered most likely to succeed in the back of my mind was brewing a lot of the things that I felt like God was calling me to do and the woman that I was to become. And so I'm one of those people that I don't want to, I don't like to talk a lot about, okay, I'm going to be this, this, and this. I I was just like this silent. Okay. Internally, I have this stir I can feel this power and I feel this strength. And one of my gifts is being able to allow God to just flow through me and not being ashamed of that. And so, so early on, um, I kind of 
I, I kind of just run at life. You know, I, I go right into having a career and, um, and then met my husband really young. You know, we got married. I was 20. He was 21. And um, so we've been married for 13 years now. And um, so we were kind of just, okay, we're adults. Let's figure out how to do the whole adulting <laughs> thing and um, run at life. We owned a business. We still own that business. Um, and it's provided a lot for me in terms of being able to have more freedoms um, with my time to pursue the things that I wanted. And that was the goal. So mm-hmm. here... I am. I'm early 20s. I've kind of foregone the whole, you know, go to college and have this um, experience, you know, enjoy your youth, enjoy your life. I get right into it. You know, I'm like, okay, let's go full force. I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. Um, I'm building a business on the side. I'm married and maintaining that. And so basically my whole twenties were, uh, were a period of intense focus mm-hmm. and, um, and focusing on the future, focusing on one, creating a, a business asset for ourselves to, um, developing myself as a woman, because I had that vision in my mind, um, as much as I create dream boards for who, um, for what I want and how I want to live, I create that for myself, like yeah. who I want to become. And so I, I am, I am, I'm pouring into myself, but with our, with our business, we do a lot of mentoring and, um, I have just made myself available to people. And I, I have always felt, um, that that was so important for me to do. And so I kind of start that flow before becoming a mother, which is kind of helpful because, um, I, as much as mentoring adults, well, sometimes they didn't act like it, but um, (laughs) mentoring adults um, is different than raising children. It still prepared me for a life of selflessness. And I grew up with a single mother. Um, What what better example of selflessness is there? You know, she raised three kids her own. And so every decision she made was for us. So I learned that from her. And then I just, I just transitioned into that. So you know, I'm, I had my first child at uh, 29, I believe. Um, and, and then it was like, okay, now I'm starting to really understand it at, at a new level, what it, what it means to be kind of stretched thin and, and, um, and still feel so called. Here's where I think so many women are. It's like, we kind of feel like we have to pick and choose, Yeah. you know, we feel like we have to decide what we can and cannot do. And that's based off of um, standards that are set by society, which I kind of, I try not to subscribe to. That can be difficult. Sometimes I have to pull myself um, back from even like social media and say, okay, these are not the standards that I need to live by in order to honor who I am and what I'm going to do with my life. And so I need to pull back and kind of not view that as much. Um, But I still, you know, I I came to this place where I'm a business owner and I'm a mother and I want to step into my writing and it was something that I waited on. I paused on. And then I felt like it was, it was time. So I'm like, okay, there was these years where I was developing myself, building myself, and but I didn't have children. I could have started writing then, Lord, you know, like, <laughs> so now, okay, you want me to start now? Perfect. That's great. Um, and so I, but I could feel it and I knew it. And Um, the, the cool thing is that I didn't feel like he was saying, make a choice, you know, be the best mom you can be. Mm. And I say my children, I homeschool. So he was, he wasn't asking me to make a choice on the type of woman that I want to be. He wasn't asking me to sacrifice the vision of this powerful anointed woman working in the kingdom 
in order to have the vision that I always had of the, the mother that was present and a constant influence in my children's life. Um, I didn't, I didn't get access to that because my mom was constantly working. So that was a dream of mine. And it was like, I need these to be able to flow together. Yeah. I need to be able to be both. And, and God was like, yeah, you know? And so then it was my own, like, okay, so you're saying yes to that. How, you know, how can we do that? And that's where, you know, I've been really in that, that sweet spot and learning a lot about what it means to, to let God's grace and his empowerment just come in and fill, fill the gap and take the pressure away and um, really just allow me to flow in his favor where I'm at and still figuring out, still learning about to add a third child to the equation, which, you know, it's like every season. And even when your, your kids change, the season changes and you have to roll with it, you know? And so, but I'm still figuring out, but I know my true North and I know um, how to access God's power in everything that I'm doing. So good. That's so good. I even have had conversations around like this podcast and creating this brand and all that. And I talked to women and when I would just even say like, you know, share the love of God or tell your story. And they were like, well, I don't want to do that. Or I'm not called to preach. I'm like, girl, I'm not telling you to preach. Like I'm telling you to tell the girl next to you or your children, like whatever season we are to live out your calling in that season, right? Whether it's motherhood or corporate or college or whatever, like you're called for that season. And it was like this thing, but I realized, and I, you confirmed it again, like it's society's way of telling us like women are supposed to be this or this or this, like whatever. Right. And you're supposed to be out of the home and working 40 hours a week or in the home and barefoot and pregnant or like whatever it is. And so that's not like God doesn't silo us or silo our characteristics, right? Like he created us wholly and completely. And with the thought that we're going to like, he already knew our life and he already knew the children, you know, like, I love that because we struggle with that so much and we struggle with having to do it all. We have to do all the things to be the wonder woman. Yeah. I don't want to be the wonder woman. I just want to love my husband. Well, I want to love my kids. Well, I, I will provide an income to pay our bills, but like, I'm not trying to be millionaire. Yeah. I don't know. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's like, if, if, you know, I have this faith in, in what we're building and in, in our business and with my books, like I have a faith that like th- that can come, yeah. but at the end of the day, that is not my focus. That is not my aim. It's to feel like I've stewarded well the gifts that he's given me and, um, and not waste them in any way, shape or form. But, but then at the end of the day, it's like, okay, let's just give you an, like an example, um, for like why this works so well for me is the month of December, you know, me and you even trying to connect and my, my children were like passing back and forth. Like it was, it was madness. They just had stuff going on, symptoms and sickness. And, um, and I was like, I was down for the count in the sense of like, I was taking care of children for like three weeks going into Christmas. And then we had a situation where our pipes froze. I we had to move in with my sister for five days, which is not a big deal, but it was right at Christmas. You know, and I'm like, 
uh, and, you know, uh, walking through, because I am a mentor, walking through somebody, uh, one of my, one of my dear friends, walking her through a life scenario in that time frame of a tragedy, you know, she, she lost her father and um, it was kind of sudden. And so I am balancing all these plates and there's other things, you know, in the mix. So in that season, because I know who I am and who I'm called to be, but because I know the grace and the favor of God, I know that I can say, I, I released my book, um, Sin is Finished in, um, at, in November. Okay. So November to December, all of a sudden I go from, I'm going to be promoting this. I'm going to be getting on Instagram. I'm going to be providing all this content, man, we're going to get this thing moving. I'm going to build up this momentum to halt. Yeah. And, but because I know God and because I know he asked me to do it, I'm not going to stress out about that and say, well, now I've lost all my momentum and, and X, Y, Z, all these things, because, you know, know, social media will teach you if you're going to, if you're going to market something, you need to have this, this, and this, and you need to post this many times. I just say, you know what? I am a mother Mm -hmm. and I need to I'm a mentor and a friend and I need to be here and I need to just roll with the punches and maintain a positive mental attitude. That's my focus right now. God's grace is sufficient to cover the rest. Um, he probably in, in, in whatever way knew that this was going to be the case. And so he's going to take that book and he's going to do with it what he will. But also like there was a reason why he was like, I need you to get it out now because there was people that began to read it and their chains were breaking while I'm taking care of my home. And so it's just being able to give yourself the grace of like, there's this pestering from society and culture and, you know, you're just like, okay, I need to, I need to do, 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 and you need to do what God is asking you to do. But aside from that, you don't need to do what society is telling you to do or culture is telling you to do. And you don't need to appear any sort of put together way for anyone else. That's, yeah. that's our goal here. You know, I'm a human and I have real life. And so I yield to that and I honor that. And then I don't get, I don't get that burnout feeling. I don't get that stress. Um, and I don't like snap on my kids because I'm like, gosh, you know, you guys are getting in the way of what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing over here. You know, I just let those two things, um, they flow together. And when I need to be here doing this and there's grace for it, then I can go that way. But when I need to be focused on my children and my family, then I I can slow down and, and do what I need to do. I challenge God often. <laughs> I'm probably like, he's like, gosh, see, I'm here again. But in a sense that if I'm, if I'm in tune with the father, right. And I am obeying what I think he's called me to do. Then when those circumstances happen, I'm like, all right, God, it's up to you. Like there's been times where I have not promoted the podcast, like very well, because life has happened and it released. And then I'm like, oh yeah, shoot. I need to post it. But yeah. Then I'm like, okay, God, you like, this is your podcast anyway. So here's your challenge. Like do what you will. It's not mine to carry. Right. And it's not mine to promote and market and do all the things for, but like my yes is still there. Like I did the thing by recording or whatever, take this for any circumstance, but I did my thing. (laughs) I said, yes, I fulfilled my duty. And yes, there's other things that I could do with it. But like, if it's God's anyways, I have to be confident that he's going to take care of it and do what he was supposed to do. Like it's his, it's not mine to carry. So that's freedom for somebody there (laughs) because I've had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. And it's almost like you think um, we begin to assume that stewarding well 
is about making only making sure something doubles. And, and I get that. And I, I, I understand that. Right. But what, what to me, what it means it's um, stewarding well, which is saying, okay, I'm going to give my gifting, my anointing to this thing. And then it will do, it will it will double, you know, and I've seen that so many times I have a lot of people and, and this is not a bad thing. So I don't want to make it seem like it, but I'll have people like how are book sales going? And Mm, I, my husband is the one that looks at all those things. I don't. And I, I decided really early on that I wouldn't do that because I didn't want to, um, I never wanted my writing to be about, it needs to make me money. Mm. I, I purposely built a business so that I could have, um, finances taken care of so that it would, whatever it did financially would be a blessing, right? But yeah. that I can focus on it just being a powerful tool in the hands of others. So I'm like, I don't really, I can't really tell you how many books I've sold with this book or with this book. Um, sometimes my husband gives me cool updates. He's like, Hey, hit this number. But at the end of the day, I, I, I say, but I can tell you the amount of people that I've gotten messages from. Let me tell you about this cool message that I received, that it was a testimony, that it, that it was right on time for this person. Like, that's the kind of stuff I can focus on. Now, yeah. it's like, you know, the whole world wants to be like, okay, let me help you get to the best selling list and blah, 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 blah. And let me help you market it this way. And let me help you do this. And I'm like, I, I feel such a grace to just trust God and not worry about those things. Now, if a door opens and I know that it feels right by all means, but at the end of the day, I think if we could get to a place as women, as a culture where it's like, we are, our only focus and aim is making sure that we put our talents or our anointing um, out as, as, as much as we can. And, and sometimes it's like, you know, you're talking to the women that kind of just don't know, like, oh, I'm not, I don't feel called to preach, but you are a great host. Mm-hmm. So have women over more often. Don't, don't feel like shy about that. You know, you're, you serve people so well, you think about people. So when people come to your mind, message them, you know, stop by, ask them to get coffee. There are giftings that you have within you. And society tells you that if it's not like this big thing that you're it's not ministry, but it is. Yeah. And, and actually the craziest thing is that um, sometimes the smallest things become the big things. You could be over here trying so hard and putting so much effort into this thing right here. And then you just accidentally fall upon this and it was just easy. And there was a flow and it had God's favor on it. And then that's the thing that you're like, oh my gosh, well, there was God over here. I was yeah. really striving over here, but he showed up over here, you know? And so that's just where I think so many, so many women are so many women, especially women with children that feel really called to being present in their homes. They just feel like what they have to offer is insignificant. And I just challenge that because it is so significant and who we are to our communities, our families is so important. And it means, it, it means the world. I a hundred percent echo that. Yes, totally. I think when we spend so much time making things bigger and better and driving to be on the stage or doing whatever, then we are neglecting the talents that God's giving us. Like there's been times a simple text message has made someone day, right? That took me 0.5 seconds to type. And yet it changed someone's entire attitude or whatever, right? Or sitting with coffee, like people, if we put God first, but then people a very close seconds is my stage going to impact 
my presence, like my presence is more important for some people. There are some people, don't get me wrong, that are totally, I love speaking. It's fantastic, but it's not something I strive for, right? Like when we operate out of a striving, out of a do, like you said, instead of a be like a to-do list type mentality, we are going to run out of gas super, super fast. (laughs) And that's because partially because we're doing it on our own strength and we're trying to make it happen. But let's transition a little bit and talk about pouring from empty. Like what we've all, I'm sure experienced it at any point in our life, but pouring from empty. Yes. So for me, this is so significant and it's something that I'm I'm, I'm continuing to, to dig into, um, and to do research on, you know, if I have a concept that I feel like is hits me heavy, um, my number one goal is to like back it biblically. Right. And so you go through all these examples in the Bible of these women that, that are, that are balancing multiple hats. They're doing all of these things and God shows up to them. And, um, in the, in the midst of what they're doing in the midst of the busyness, in the midst of the chaos, you know, in the midst of the going to the well to get, to get water, you know, it's like in the midst of life. Right. And not always, but often he separates men completely. Right. Mm -hmm. So they need the quiet and the solitude. And I don't know what that says about men versus women, (laughs) You know, I just, um, I just know that that's what I see as a reoccurring theme. Okay. So like for me, I I began to see that, but you know, I thought about the concept of the woman that was pouring from, um, a jar that, you know, basically God, Jesus filled it, you know, Mm -hmm. she's going to pour this jar and she, in her mind knows that it's running on empty, empty, about to be empty, you know, all the things like if you're, if you're pouring from this jar, and you're the woman, you're like, Oh, my gosh, like I am. This is this is it. This is all I've got. I'm about to be completely out. So I hope it's a great sacrifice. You know, like, I hope it's, I hope it's exactly what you need. Like this, I hope this is enough. And um, the the intention of I hope this is enough, is enough in Mm -hmm. itself you know, it's so enough. And I love that. And I think it's so beautiful. So then you, you know, you turn and you look at your life, right? And so I challenge women to do that. Look at your life. And if you feel like you're on empty once again, and I'm not trying, like, I don't always mean to be countercultural. Like that's the reality. I, I'm not trying to be because, you know, I think self-care is so important. Loving yourself is so important. And trust me, um, because of, I know, because I know the um, identity I have in Christ, who I am in Christ makes me pretty fond of myself because right. I, I think he cherishes me. So I think that I should do the same. And, um, and so like, I, I understand that I have to develop that. I, I have to work on that, but the world kind of shifted where I think women should take time out for themselves. Do I do that? Absolutely. I have to do that to write. I have to do that to steward things well, and I have to be organized with that. But, but like this mindset of you cannot love others until you love yourself is false. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Uh, Because there's so many, I mean, proof, proof without any other example, there's so many women that may not in a season love themselves, but they have children. They love well, they mother well. So it's like, okay, so that kind of disproves that. Right. So that, that is false. Okay. And then self-care it's, it is important. It's something that we can 
be better at and be organized with and and yes care for yourself take care of yourself but the the fact of and until you care for yourself first you can't care for anyone else is once again false i've heard i've heard the example used you know it's like if you're on an airplane and you have a kid with you what do they say about the mask they're like put it on yourself first you know before yeah. you go put it on the child you know mama put it on herself <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, here at the end of the day, yeah, because you're gonna pass out li- literally, right? Yeah. Now, so if you're on the verge of legitimately passing out, okay, take a nap, right? But so this is where I, I got to the point of like, okay, so yes, this is important. I think a uh, uh, I think a, a group of women or a society of women that completely neglected themselves. I mean, that's not helping anyone, right? Because those right. women also weren't pouring out. They weren't yep. doing. They weren't they weren't able to do anything for the kingdom of God. And so, yeah, that's not productive. So let's get out of that and get into a cycle of women knowing who they are, knowing their power and, and, and stepping into that. But that doesn't mean you slow down to take more baths or whatever, you know, it's, it's just knowing it's, it's the care of gosh, knowing who you are, knowing how powerful you are, knowing the strength that's within you. And so what I've noticed is that in my life, I can feel like I can feel like I am running so thin and and I am about to get to this place of complete burnout. And I just trust God enough to know that he will give me rest Mm -hmm. and he will bring right on time and when I need it the most. But if I have nothing left, but there's an opportunity for me to pour, that's when I just activate his presence in his spirit. And I say, you know, I, here I am, I have this jar, there is nothing in it, but I am going to pour, I am going to tip it and I need you to pour from it. And mm-hmm. there is not a, there is not a moment in my life where I, I have, I have done that and it hasn't become began to overflow not a single moment that that's ever happened and that could be something as simple as like i'm worn down i showed up to church one day just for me just to get what i needed and i i barely felt like i could even make it through a service because i was just going through so much and i just needed so much i was so empty but it turns out that the woman sitting next to me i could tell needed something and i'll you know the the frustration could be like but god like what about me over yeah please but but then it's the reminder of man when i just tip the jar he pours he pours out and i want to be obedient in that and then what's crazy is that the overflowing refreshes you mm-hmm. brings you a sense of rest because it is you operating in your identity and and that is fulfilling and refreshing and it's like a fresh stream of water pours over you and you're like i can do more i can keep going you know, and so at the end of the day, if you're if you're a busy mom and you're doing a lot, but he's asking you to, to do just a little bit more, it is because in that he's going to show up. He's going to do it. He's going to do it through you. He's just he's just utilizing you and you're the vessel. You're the jar. He will fill you. And that is one of our strengths. That is one of our powers as women, because we all know that we get to the edge of of you know, our existence and we feel like we can go no further. And then all of a sudden our child comes up to us and they say, I need you. And, and in that moment, 
the grace, his grace is sufficient. And mm-hmm. we don't see it as God. It's like, how do we not see that as God? That yeah. is our eternal nature that he gave us kicking in. So just apply that. You know, we are we are mothers in the spiritual world. We are meant to be a mother to not just our family, but to nations. And so you can kick in that grace like that in a heartbeat in a second when somebody comes, walks up to you with those doughy eyes and they need you. You can kick it in. And that's just what I see when I'm writing, when I feel tired, when I feel like I, I don't have much to give my, my, what makes it so much easier for me is I picture that I'm sitting down instead of writing, I'm sitting down across the table from somebody that is telling me that they need this message to, to continue on. They need this message to heal, to have hope, to keep their faith. And so I can, I can, the grace shows up. It's like, okay, you're tired. You're worn out. You're away from your kids. You could just sit back and relax, but I'm like, okay, but I can focus and I can pour out because this person needs it. And that's where it's like so many women don't see that they're doing that and they don't recognize it as a strength. They don't realize like they put on their cape in that moment and, you know, handled their business, but they can do that and they can apply that in so many other areas. And I want to, I want to tell women that I want to remind women of who they are and that they're activating the grace of God on a regular basis. They just don't, they just haven't been told that that's, I mean, when I, I began to develop into that, um, it was, it was like, I have a addiction to the freedom that I receive in my life, passing it on to others, because I don't think it was just for me. And I don't want to be selfish in that. You know, I don't have this idol of uniqueness where I have to be the one woman that knows that, like, I want everybody to know that, you know, like, I want everybody, I want to share that with women, because a lot of us have walked around feeling powerless. And that's just not the case. Two things that I saw. One thing when you were describing is if in that situation, which I, I can picture it vividly, like, oh, somebody needs you, right? But you are so burnt out, like you said, and that when you go in to minister and you use your giftings, whatever that is, if you're praying for them or prophesying or whatever, like you're actually getting that from the Holy spirit and just like living water, right? When you pour water in a stream, it's not just going, unless it's like a cement canal, but even then it's still spreading to the cracks. Like water doesn't just go to its destination. It'll spread to the empty spaces. And so in that way, the Holy spirit, if you have empty spaces, when you're utilizing your gifts, when you're walking in the spirit, when you tap into the Holy spirit power, he will fill like he can do all the things at once. So he can fill in your empty spaces and your cracks as you're pouring out into this other person or this other woman, like it can be a both and scenario. And so, so many times we're like, no, I don't, or I can't. And we like close it off. We shut the spigot, but really not in a selfish way. You should do it out of obedience, but also you will get filled up so much more than that. And I agree with you that women, I love women, but we need to. And I think this is honestly, I think it is this, this time, such a time for this, right. But that we need to, like you said, touch into our identity and who we are in Christ but then touch into his power. Like we call ourselves Christians, which means we are Christ-like, which means we, if we've been baptized, we like, we have the Holy Spirit, right? And so, so many times we go about our day in our own strength and doing things for Sam, like in the flesh or whatever, when at any minute I can tap out, not tap out, but like tap in and be like, Holy Spirit, fill me. Holy Spirit, I need you here. Like God be with me, right? Like we, there's like a disconnect between like, 
women sometimes with their identity and then the power of the Holy spirit, because I don't know, but I pray that we Paige, you are already doing it, but that we break that misconception and that, that hindrance really, because if women packed, like tapped into who they are in Christ and knew how powerful they were and that they have the Holy spirit accessible to them every moment of every day, y'all stop. This world would look completely different. (laughs) way different. And it's so, and it's so important because everybody, uh, everyone has their different battles. And I think one of the things like, it's like, okay, well, Paige, you're just anointed or, or like you, you just have always had this power and this strength and you've just always operated in that. You've always just known how, and the reality is it's not because I was so strong. And that's a misconception that can kind of me like Paige isn't just stronger than you right um the reality was I actually dealt with a lot of mental health issues uh, uh, extreme anxiety and I didn't have a choice I had to tap into that like to be of a sound mind the Holy Spirit had to be present in my life and he had to train me he had to help me learn to recognize the voices uh, of the enemy the voice of chaos versus the voice of my savior my father and I know that can sound crazy but when you have your earthly father is a voice of chaos uh, a cause of chaos he brings turmoil into your environment well then you don't know you don't know the difference and so I had to access the Holy Spirit just to be like of sound mind. And so it wasn't me up like, so the strength of me is the fact that I was so weak, so broken. And I just was so aware of it, but I was, I I was like, okay, God, well, um, I still feel like you've called me. So you're going to have to show up. And that's what women, that's just what you need to realize. It's like, you look at these strong and powerful women that are anointed and doing things in the kingdom. And you're looking at them in that moment of operation, in that mode of being fully present in the Holy spirit. And you're like, gosh, I don't know that I can be that. And that I can do that because you're looking at that versus, you know, the times when you're stressed or the times when you're overwhelmed or the time, the times when you were unorganized and you dropped the ball on something. So you think I could never, I could never operate at that level. But the reality is you have to understand that we are actually operating from empty or we are operating from a place of weakness and his strength is showing up. Yeah. And we're just letting that flow. We're, we're letting the Holy spirit override everything. That's another reason why, like, you know, even with my books, you know, people will, will say awesome things. The reason why it doesn't go to my head and I can remain humble is because I sat there with the Holy spirit and I let him flow. And there's yeah. times where I would even go back and read a chapter and just be overwhelmed with, with the revelation and with what came out of, of my heart. And I'm just like, gosh, you're so good. You are so good good because you show up when I don't feel like I'm good enough, when I don't feel like I'm smart enough, um, when I, when I'm unorganized, when I'm a mess, when I'm tired and he, he will do that. He's no respecter of persons. He's going to do that for you. The same as he, he's willing to do it for me. You just have to ask. You have to be available. Yeah. You have to ask and he'll show up. It's promised multiple, so many times in the Bible, same thing back then is the same thing for you. Same thing for Paige. same thing for me. Like Yes. I love that. Okay. So let's get practical because I love to give listeners, like, I know that they're going to be so fired up from you speaking, but then let's get practical, like digging in girlfriend is listening. How can she like what? Well, first we'll talk, what are the three benefits of doing it in God's timing? Right. And then three things to avoid. I want practical so they can be like, Oh shoot, this is in my life now. Let's get it rid of it. You know? 
Right. So at the beginning of everything is like slowing down to ask God what and when. Okay. So maybe you know what, and you just don't know when maybe you, you feel pulled to something and you just don't know what yet. So like, I know, I, I realize, and I understand that there's some women that don't feel like they have an avenue that they can immediately step into. So just seek that out. I feel like journaling, asking God for some guidance on that, asking God for some revelation on, on areas that you're gifted in, and uh, maybe even asking some close friends, like, what are some things that you know about me that I may be missing? Because, um, you know, our people can tell us like, you're really good at this or like, Hey, you sent me that message right on time. And you, I, I know that you do that for other people. So it's like finding just gifts. Right. And so the benefits to doing something in God's timing. So for me, my, my thing is writing and I had to put it on pause for a season of my life. What I realized was that God was developing some things in me. He was developing my dependence, my dependence on the Holy spirit. Yeah. And he was cultivating that relationship and that cooperation so that when I got to the point, I wouldn't try to do it in my own effort. So the, the benefits um, of doing something in God's timing is you become it. You just become it. You just are. So whether it's a business, whether it's a book, whether it's a ministry, whatever it is, you become that and it just flows from you. And so what that means is you're not going to strive. You you will have to work. There will be effort that has that has to come into play but at the end of the day that's not going to look like sacrificing your peace sacrificing you know the things that you want to do in your home as a mother um sacrificing relationships or your marriage you know a lot of times you see in, in society today people sacrificing everything so that they can strive for success um fi financial gain but in the process they lose a lot of things you know yeah. divorce is high and um people just um, having broken homes. And that is such, for me, I have to do things in God's timing because I'm just not willing to have the situation that I had growing up. Right. And so striving is huge. And some people don't even know the difference. They're so used to it. It's such a rat race society. So like taking the step back to say, God, is this in your timing? And if it doesn't feel like there's an ease to it, not easy, but yeah. there's an which means his favor is showing up and it's just flowing, then you might be doing it outside of his timing. And, um, or it could be the right timing, but you're so used to striving that you just have, you stepped into that naturally. So take a step back and ask for his grace to come so that you don't have to strive for it because that's going to be huge in his timing. You don't have to strive. Um, God's promotion and when you're doing it in his timing, he will promote it. Your business, your ministry, my books, like if you're a writer, you know, whatever it is, but God's going to spread the word. You know, he is good at that. He's kind of famous for it, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, you know he, a little bit, just a little bit. So <laughs> he wants a message to be told. He knows who needs to tell it. And mm -hmm. it might be grassroots. It might be a, some whisperings at first. Um, and then it can grow and it can multiply. Like, like we were just talking about the water that goes into the cracks, but you can't look at, look at growth numerically. Once again, mm -hmm. society tells you to look at it. Oh, are you successful? Let's check the, the numbers behind it. Yeah. You need to look at it. Like are people being changed? And if people are being changed, God is going to promote it. And you you don't have to, you can do your due diligence, right? Like I post about my, my books, you know, like I do yeah. <laughs> maybe not as often as I should, but I do, I honor that. Um, I do my due diligence, but at the end of the day, I know that it's in his hands. I know that whether it be this book, this book, or my 15th book, like 
he's going to spread the message the way he sees fit. And I've already had so many examples. I wish I could go into that. I've had so many examples of how um, my book got in this hand, the hands of this person and they passed it to this person or this person order, um, got a copy from a friend and then they ordered it from for five people because they knew like just little things, but it's so significant. And you have to see that as God promoting your message. Yeah. And don't God promoting you because that's not the point. He's no. promoting your, your, your anointing that you're allowing him to, to use. And so he's promoting your message that he's given you. Um, and then the third is there's blessing and obedience. And so uh, I like to give you guys an, an idea of what that blessing is so that it's not just like, Oh, what's blessed. Um, but a blessing when you're being obedient and you're doing it because, because some of you are in the position of like, I know he's asked me to do it and I've been waiting and I've been hesitating. Mm-hmm. So God, your yes. And being obedient now means it's going to be blessed with favor. Like we've already talked about open doors, doors that you don't have to knock on, kick down, you know, drag yourself through like doors are going to open. You're going to have peace. Um, it's not going to be surrounded by chaos. Obstacles are going to be blocked um, and you're going to have a, a sense of protection. You know, th- this message is protected and um, that's a part of the blessing. And then the last part of blessing is um, encouragement. Like when it's God's timing, he, like he will send people that believe in the message that believe in what you're doing and they are they and they're steady going to remain an encouragement the amount of encouragement I've gotten about my messages each book all my books just my heart and the message of my heart like there's been so much buy-in that I couldn't even I I can't even ask for but God is like, that's a part of your blessing is that I have these people that have bought into your heart, your message and your character. And so they are set in stone and set in place to remain a constant encouragement to you. So when you feel down and out, they're the ones that are going to send a text message like, Hey, I'm so excited for you. I'm thinking about you, um, you know, praying for you. Right. And so the amount of encouragement that I've been surrounded by in the season of doing something in God's timing is everything and so special so those are the three things not striving emotion shows up and there's blessing in the obedience i'm over here you got me taking notes okay (laughs) so good i love that and i love yes each one you said is biblical it's 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 and you've seen it in your own life that's my favorite part is it's not just you preaching a message that you've not experienced it's you've seen this each one of these in your own life with this book and with your seasons. And that's so cool to be able to share now. Yeah. It's, it, it's everything to me because trust me, you know, in the, in the ways to the three things to avoid in frustration, like I was, there was seasons of frustration. Like I knew from an early age that I, I wanted to write. And I actually published my first book when I was 19 years old. So to go from 19 feeling like, Oh, I published my first book and this is, this is the beginning of my career of being a published author. Like <laughs> this is my start to going from, I didn't publish my second book until I was, Oh, wow. Um, 32 all the while, like it's in me. Like I have, that is a gift that he had given me. I, I paused for a while. I remember the first time I wrote after a while um, and I sat down and I was like, okay, Holy spirit. And when he started to flow, I, I bawled. I was so emotional because I was like, okay, it's still here. I still have the gift. Mm. God's not your gift. He's not going to take away your gift. If he has you in a season of, um, 
of waiting, then that's, that's just what you need to understand. And so, um, I, I, I know, I know frustration and I know waiting. So the, the, that's why I want to say like the three things to avoid in that, um, in your waiting season, don't be frustrated and waiting. Okay. So in a waiting season, there's a temptation to be frustrated. I've been there, but the point is that you are waiting for a time such as this. There is a reason why a message needs to be delivered when it needs to be delivered, which is also why I'm not going to wait when he says go. Right. So if I'm like, OK, I have this book ready, but, you know, um, X, Y, Z expert says you should probably um, release a book in this time frame versus this time. Yeah, they do this, um, these things um, before you publish the book. And God's like, you need to publish it. So I just press publish. <laughs> button. Cause like, I just don't think that much into it. I'm like, at the end of the day, yes, you're, you're an expert in publishing and that's fantastic. I want to take your advice. And if God says oh, all that's good and you can go by that, then that's great. But if he's like, Hey, I need you to get this out and I need you to get this done now, then I do it. Right. So being in a waiting season, um, don't be frustrated because there is a reason you're waiting and yeah. it is for your benefit and a preparation season. Don't be frustrated. So that's my 19 to 32 was my preparation. It was all the things I learned. It was overcoming anxiety. It was overcoming bitterness. It was overcoming the abandonment in my childhood. It was overcoming guilt and shame. It was overcoming the things that I was dealing with behind the scenes so that I could flow from a place of freedom and not have to put on a uh, a show. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to have to, you know, get on a stage and perform. It was, I was going to be able to get on a stage and, and tell of my testimony and tell of the freedom that lives within me. And so I was in a preparation season and, and yes, there were times where I felt like, um, I'm kind of in a, this obscure place and no one sees me or no one sees these gifts, but I felt like I was called to so much more, but he was, he was preparing me. He was getting me ready. He was also humbling me. Like at 19, the problem is, is I was like, that's it. I'm off. I'm off. Um, Oprah's going to call me next week and she's going to want me on her show. Like um, basically all of you that thought I wasn't going to be successful. You guys are dumb, you know, like that's where I was at. So he needed to humble me. He needed to bring me to this place where it was like, not even just, not here's the crazy thing not even just getting to a place where my books weren't going to make my head big or or whatever but it was also getting to a place of like knowing that i think everybody's story is important yeah everybody has a book in them you know and i had to get to that place where that was organic and natural um because that's what god wanted from me he wanted me to be able to show up to a speaking engagement and not act like i was the it that i was the deal but that even when i was speaking on stage or when i was sitting in a crowd i would remain the same person with the same humility he wanted me to be able to show up to events not as the speaker and still be able to carry the same power like i knew who i was in him yeah and not oh, I don't have the stage. So I'm not significant in this environment. No, my significant doesn't increase or decrease based on a stage, based on attention, based on applause, based on approval. I am who I am and I needed to get to that place. So preparation is important. Um, and then don't be frustrated in small beginnings. Small steps matter in the bigger picture. They matter. Every step that you take that seems insignificant towards the ultimate goal is so significant. And yeah. if 
if God wanted to, he would forego all of that. And you might even find yourself in a season where he does forego some steps and that's his favor showing up and it's open doors. And you're like, gosh, I really should have had to do X, Y, and Z. But then there's some times where he has you in that. And he's like, I need you to take these small steps because once again, he's, he's teaching you humility. He's teaching you how to honor the process. He's teaching you about the process. For me, it's like little things from going from being a, 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 working with a publishing company to being an indie published author, self-published author, like all the little things that I don't want to do. But, but then what was so crazy is I published my book and in this last year, I helped three other people publish a book just based off of the connections that I had. And it was just because the small steps mattered. Yeah. The, the that I learned in those small steps, those insignificant things that they, they, they correlate to my gifting, but they are not my gifting, but I learned and I grew and I wanted to help other people avoid the things that I learned in those small steps. I helped three other people get their message out. And so it was like, okay, small steps matter. And the place of small beginnings, there's story after story after story in business, in ministry, um, and all these avenues and, and creativity. You know, if you're an artist, like there's so many stories of people that for such a, a long time, they were so unseen. One of my favorite stories is the story of Joseph because he was, he was in the dungeon and he was imprisoned and, um, yeah, but he used his giftings, you know, yeah. he was in there and he could have been down and out and been like, God has me in this obscure place. I'm in prison and these people wronged me and betrayed me. But instead he said, I have a gifting. These people were talking about having dreams and he's like, huh? He didn't say, well, whatever, God, I'm not using that because you got me down here. He said, I actually have the gift to interpret because I have the Holy Spirit that's present on my life. I have the spirit that's present on my life. God is in me. Um, and so he honored that. And that's the reason why he was pulled from obscurity to leadership was because in that season, when no one was looking, no one was watching, and it seemed like it didn't matter. He still used his giftings. So don't despise the small beginnings. They're, they're, they matter so much. They're everything, if I can say that. Yeah. Um, it, you'll look back and you'll be thankful that you you didn't operate in frustration in that time, but in, instead rejoiced in, in being able to just step into what God's asking you to do. So avoiding frustration in those areas is huge to be able to operate in God's timing and not have had all the baggage of frustration. Um, and so, yeah, I've lived all, out all of that. And I, I'm still in that place where I feel like um, this is just the beginning for me, you know, and, um, and I love it, you know, cause I love to be able to respond to everybody and, and engage with so many different people. Like I kind of hope that I can always do that, you know, um, cause people matter and their stories matter and their breakthroughs matter to me. So I'm loving where I'm at right now. And if you can keep, keep yourself in that place, like, I just think you're, you're an incredible vessel and you're operating in peace. And that's so important. That's so good. I love all of those. I think there's so much wisdom in what you just said. Um, but I do, the whole reason we have this podcast is, well, one, God told us to, but, or me, but then two is that stories matter. People's testimonies matter. And really, I love that you said that everyone can be an author. Everyone has a book in them because whether it's a book or a podcast or sharing it on social media or telling your best friend, like your testimony, your story matters. The pain that you walked through, the experiences you've had good and bad, they weren't for nothing, right? They were for his glory, which he gets the glory when you share. <laughs> 
So that's so good. Thank you for that. Okay. Before we close it down, I have two things. One, we do a rapid fire where I just ask you three random questions, which one of them is funny. Well, I'll tell you in a second. And then after that, I want you to plug everyone in where they can find you and say hi and grab your book. Um, My first question for you was what's your favorite book and why? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so hard. Okay. Um, First of all, The Pursuit of Peace by Joyce Myers was the book that changed everything for me. Everything, everything, everything um, made me realize I ha- that anxiety was what I was dealing with and brought me so much peace. And it was the beginning. It was like, you know, it was one of my preparation moments, um, huge turning point in my life. But then also yeah. uh, uh, Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. They're two self-help, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, a story. Not the movie. Did you see the movie after the book? Yes. <laughs> I read the book like 10 times before, before I used to say to friends, like, I hope they make a movie out of this book one day. And when they did, I had so many people, like so many people like sending me, have you seen this? And I'm like, yes, I'm freaking out. So I (laughs) saw it opening night. (laughs) Yes, for real. Okay. What is random question number two? What is something you're not very good at? Um, organizing not organ like not organizing my home like I can do that because no one else will so um, <laughs> but like my organizing my life my husband is um he's you know token to the phrase that he's my manager um because even like getting books done was a matter of him saying you need like specific writing time in the calendar or else you're never going to get anything done uh, I'm just kind of like a go with the flow type of person and um I do feel like um you know, success is important to be organized, but I am like, I'll just figure it out. I've got the Holy Spirit and, and you know, the Holy Spirit is sometimes like, Hey, let's, uh, let's get it together. You know, the organization is definitely not my strong suit. That's so funny. I love that. It's his though. Like you guys are yeah. coupled. Well, <laughs> okay. If you could pick anyone to play you in a movie, who would it be? This It's not really fitting, but Kira Knightley. Oh, okay. I mean, yes, she's just my favorite. Um, uh, the movie Pride and Prejudice is probably oh, like, yeah, as, far as movies. The book is great too, but the movie Pride and Prejudice with her is my favorite movie. It's like I could, I, I've watched it oh, a billion times. It's like my go-to. Like if I'm folding laundry and there's no one around me, I'm like, put on Pride and Prejudice. Um, <laughs> so funny. I had, I had, I was in the thin eyebrow phase the first time I saw that movie and her eyebrows are all thick and I'm like, Oh, I need to grow on my eyebrows now. She's so beautiful. <laughs> that was probably the season we were in though. We all had yeah. thin eyebrows yeah. at one point, penciled eyebrows. On yeah. And I'm like, listen, I'm not from this time. I was supposed to be born in a different generation. So I really need to grow on my eyebrows. <laughs> so funny. Oh, and then all the people younger than us are like, who's Kara Knightley? Right, right. Which is a travesty. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, Paige, tell us where we can find you. Tell us a little bit about your book and where we can get it. So everyone. Um, okay. So hi. You can find, you can find me on Instagram primarily. Um, Paige Lore is, is my handle. And uh, my website is www.pagelore.com. And, um, from from my website, you can get access to some different resources as far as YouTube, some teachings I've done from my books on YouTube, um, some of the different podcast appearances. Um, we're going to be uploading some new content soon, um, but then also link direct links to my books. And um, those are available on Amazon. 
So the book, The Roots in a Woman, um, is is obviously more geared towards women. And I, I go through some pretty raw and real, um, some pretty raw and real stuff that women deal with and not a lot of women like to talk about. And I am vulnerable and very transparent. So it is not one of those walks in the park. It's like, okay, get your shovel and let's dig. Um, so you can find that on Amazon, but direct links are available on my Instagram profile and on my website. And then the book that I just released in November is called Sin is Finished. And it's all about understanding um, the true grace of the gospel and that God is really not bothered by your sin, but he's pretty bothered by you um, not showing up to walk with him in the garden because of your shame and guilt. And so um, understanding that his grace covers all of that and he wants to walk with you. He wants to be a part of your life and he doesn't want you to hide from him no matter what you've done, no matter what you're still struggling with today. And so both of those are available on, like I said, on Amazon and direct links are on my Instagram and on my website um, at pagelore.com. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for spending this time with us and sharing all your wisdom and your story. It was such a great time. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for your yes. And making this podcast that this is the water flowing into the cracks. You know, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. I'll receive that. (laughs) Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in before you go quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.